0: what's up everyone welcome to an all new episode this is unbuckled chin strap and i'm your host paul rabel and this week we sit down with none other than the PLL's fastest emerging star he's known as the milkman or at least that's the nickname that he chose when i asked him that's connor farrell ladies and gentlemen and his story from the first time he picked up a stick to where he is now I think it's one of the most unique stories in all of the PLL. We also got his mother on the phone just because I wanted to double down on this notion that Connor Farrell drinks a gallon of milk a day. Not only does that feel unhealthy to me, but it feels very unlikely. But his mom tells the true story, so I have to listen to that. We talk about how he became a Vineyard Vines ambassador, which is a sponsor of the PLL. And that story of athletes becoming pro, gathering new wages and new sponsors, that's Connor Farrell through and through. But get this, he got the sponsorship by delivering a hard handshake. Connor also happens to be joining us by way of Vineyard Vines this week. They brought him out to LA. And let's get into the show. <clears throat> Connor Farrell, Milkman, Thor, Samson, What's your preference?
1: Thor Milkman was my favorite. Those two? I like those two. Of the two.
0: two. <sighs> now, has anyone ever called you Samson? I just threw that. No, there. no, no. What is, I don't even know what that is. Oh, dude. What is Samson that? Samson is a legendary biblical character with, with long blonde yeah? hair that uh, was correlated one-to-one to his strength. And the minute his hair was cut, he lost all of his strength. But he Get was out. the mightiest man in the Bible. No way. Yeah, yeah. And then his, his hair, and he acknowledged that. I'm as strong as my hair is long. <laughs> and the minute it's cut, I'm going to lose my strength. And it was that was his uh No way. Is that no was one? his weakness identified and it was cut and he lost his strength. So So I can't cut my hair now. Can't cut your hair. <laughs> if you were to take that, but you're but you're Thor or Milkman. And Thor is the hammer wielding god. Mhm. And then Milkman's a legendary story because you drink milk every day.
1: Hell yeah. Yep. How much milk do you fucking drink? Seven you, gallons a week. Come on, dude. dude. That can't be real. Dude. You're gonna drown you could, in your. Dude, X, you could call my mother up right now. Can we? Can, can you call your mother? Can we call her right now? Yeah, let's call your mom. All right, because
0: <laughs> a, a, honestly, a gallon of water, a dude. gallon of water is going to flesh out your vitamins and I'll minerals. I'll put on
1: speaker right now.
0: Uh, let's see if she picks up.
1: Hopefully she picks up.
0: Well, if she doesn't, we have to leave a message. Yeah. <laughs> Hello.
1: Hey, mom. On the uh, podcast with Paul right now. He doesn't believe me that uh that I drink seven gallons of milk a week. It just feels like a lot to me. It feels like it's dangerous.
0: Mm, no, they drink that much milk. When I go to the store and buy the milk, people think I'm taking a bath in it. <laughs> I I yeah, it's, it's wild. Do you right. get, do you, you you must get the milk at Costco or something like it? <laughs> yes, I do. Much cheaper. <laughs>
1: Everyone <laughs> well, tells us well, we should get a cow. cow. Everyone telling me we should buy a cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see. <you're> That would be a I'm great sorry. investment, right? Wouldn't I? Uh, I would eat like nine to ten bowls of cereal right before school every day when yeah, I was little. Sometimes it was up to fifteen
0: bowls of cereal. <laughs> I I pr- I don't drink as much coffee as a gallon of coffee a day, but do you do you uh, supplement that with water, or is that your hydration? No, no, I drink a
1: lot of water too. I drink a lot of water. Yeah.
0: Just full of fluids, your son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I love, love you. you.
1: I'll talk to you later. Right,
0: Bye. All right, man. You know you gotta See? believe. You gotta believe your mom. <laughs> And, and we didn't even prep her.
1: Yep. All right. So you, gotta, you,
0: so you got to be a milkman then. <laughs> and then what? the other legendary story is how you found lacrosse. Go ahead and, and tell the story. How, how you got into lacrosse, not found it. Because you're from Satrum. You're yeah. in like Long Island. Well, always, Long
1: Island University. L.A.U. Post. But I so I, I started lacrosse in like third grade. I always played, but then I, I never really liked it that much. I fell out of love with it. And then uh, in college I went to L.A.U. Post on a full ride for football. And then my roommate, he uh, – they were begging for me to go play, go be their face-off guy because the Facebook guy wasn't doing that good. So I uh, said, "If you last longer than ten seconds with me in a wrestling match, I'll uh, join the lacrosse team." Yeah. And then the first couple of seconds we were going, he was trying to run away. Then I finally caught him, threw him on his neck, and pinned him. And then looked at the clock. It was eleven seconds. It was eleven seconds. So, eleven <laughs> seconds. He's still trying to get half my PLL paychecks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you threw him on the ground. Threw him on the ground. Pinned him. Yep. And it took you ostensibly eight seconds to grab him. Yep. <laughs> and, and then the rest is history. Yep. So you're a man of your word. Yep. And I was at practice the next day. The next day. And was it always face off for you?
1: Yeah. First couple of years, I uh, I really started getting into face offs right away, but I didn't take it serious until my, se- like maybe sophomore year of high school. You saw, I don't know if you saw the picture I posted, I mean, the yeah. video I posted the other day. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. So literally a football player playing face offs, just trying to body the guy up. Yeah. I didn't get technique until like two years ago.
0: So what's up? Let's talk about that for a second because the face off position has evolved dramatically when yeah. i was playing at, at hopkins i graduated in 2008 so it's longer and longer ago as as the years passed but it was very much considered the modern era of the game yet our you know, midfielders were taking draws kyle harrison took draws steven Pizer, Daddy, Greg really? Pizer took draws yeah <laughs> yeah we, we didn't have a face off it was just down whistle right yeah we didn't it just the the position hadn't evolved mm to the extent where there were guys, there, there were on occasion, there was an old face-off guy for Towson, um, you know, Paul Paul Canabine also dominated. So you'd have, Jeff Snyder, you would have guys, but they were very few and far between. Okay. Uh, and then the modern, modernized era, call it that at least, and made it up and sounds idiotic, but that's when the coaches really started sniffing the benefit of an 80% plus face-off guy. And then the position got very technical. Mm. So you're, you're a, a <laughs> kind of like, the great white hope of, <laughs> of, like, someone who is just physically gifted, didn't have the technique down until two years ago, but uh, kicked ass in the PLL against guys who have been practicing technique for decades? Yeah. What's up with that?
1: So uh, my junior year, Tommy Kelly from the chaos, yeah. he uh, started coaching me at my college, and then we just kept going once, maybe twice a day going after it. He would. He taught me all the technique. He told me everything I know today. So that's why I still. I always tell everyone who, who when they ask me who was my hardest opponent this year, I always say him because he told me everything I know.
0: What does he do so well? I, I hear he has the fastest hands in the He's game. He's
1: got very fast hands. So he got me there. He got me that good clamp and everything. Those good exits. But I just. I think in the two year span, I just put my mind to it. I wanted to be the best there ever was in uh, D two. Yeah. So that's how I ended with like maybe what I think it was like eighty three percent. Yeah. In a season. So that's I put my mind to it and I want to be the best. You want to be the best there ever was. Period. I mean, we'll now, get that, there. I mean, we'll get there. Now you're in the POL, we'll get there. so you, now I, I'm I going noticed, against the best of the best, so. I, I
0: know you, you I noticed you mentioned D2 toward the end of the sentence. It kind of trailed. <laughs> you're like I want to be the
1: best there ever was. <laughs> well, you got to go after the D2. The goat, Greg. That that's the best the goat. ever was. Yeah, dude. You Greg's the goat. goat? You,
0: well, you took a picture. Well, you know, I'm I'm not a draw guy. It's it's yeah. the thing that's interesting All about the, the face-off position is that you you know, you look at the body of work and by many accounts, uh, that's Greg. And then you have Paul Canabine and, and other people. And then and you have folks like Trevor Baptiste that are coming up through the ranks and set the records at, at the college level, Division I and uh, I tried to trail. <laughs> uh, but 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 the thing that's so unique about his position, it's kind of like goaltending is that, you know, one draw guy may get, you know, may have it way better uh, a performance against Greg and then that guy's body of work be far uh, less than Greg's and it's like all individually matchup based that's mm-hmm. what I've noticed yeah. like certain guys perform well against other yep. guys and to the goalie analogy certain you know you can take one of the best goalies are arguably the best goalie in the world and he doesn't have a beat on one of the worst shooters mm-hmm. who tends to get three yep. or four goals on him. so you just never know is yep. my point exactly so who do you who do you have good odds on and, and who do you struggle with? You mentioned Tommy Kelly. So Tommy Kelly's the one you struggle with. Yeah. Who do you like going against?
1: Uh, in the PLL, who do I like going against? I mean, I had the best numbers against my uh, buddy Nards. I feel like I had good numbers against him, so that's why I think. Why is Nards your buddy? Uh, I have no... just buds? Yeah, we're good. We uh, ran a couple of clinics together, so we're yeah. good buddies. I love his dad too, his dad's the yeah. man. Well, it's hard, it's hard to get much
0: shit talking out of you because you, you were <laughs> and rest in peace Dave Huntley who we were all uh, close with in certain capacities but you were the sportsman of yep. the year mm-hmm. which mean everyone likes you um hopefully hopefully everyone likes I yeah <laughs> i mean who doesn't like you i don't know i don't know man who do you like to go against so so you, so you you did well against nards i think
1: my the way i face off does good against nards yeah why i think i was able just to like push him off the ball a little better use my weight a little better yeah stronger yeah
0: is there any face-off players stronger than you?
1: I like to think not so.
0: Yeah. Greg, yeah. Greg's
1: big. He's big. He's big. But you're more powerful? I, I think so. I think because I use my weight like how I did in football. Like a middle linebacker, I'm coming down the hill and punching right in the face. Yeah. I think that I use it more like a football player, and the other guys use it like face-off guy.
0: How many tackles do you have in college? <laughs> hundreds?
1: Countless Countless. Hundred. Hundred. hundred? No, hundreds. not a thousand. Hundreds. Couple hundred. couple hundred? Maybe like couple hundred.
0: Three, four hundred. three, four hundred? Three, four hundred. So you're tackling dozen times a game oh yeah just downhill hell yeah popping people in the mouth yeah man you try to stay on the field in the pol or do you get off after a face-off
1: the my first season you know my stick skills weren't that good so i was like get the bullet gutty run right off the field yeah so this season this season i've been working a lot of my stick so hopefully i can stay on a little more get a couple more goals
0: well you scored a goal i scored two when you were mic'd up i scored two you scored two but you, we have the one when you scored yeah, were mic'd yeah.
1: up i was a little excited started laughing that was
0: that was crazy. That was almost as crazy as you drinking a gallon of milk a day.
1: <laughs> the night before that game, I go to my my uh, roommate, the other rookie, Max Tuttle. I said, "Dude, I gotta score a goal. I had to score a goal." I said, first face off, I'm gonna win it. I'm gonna go right down. And I'm gonna shoot it right away. No, hopefully, it's, hopefully it goes in." Because I had a, like 30 family over there. It was in uh, Denver. I had a lot of family come up for it. So right when I did, that, I couldn't stop to laugh because it was because so you far. called it. Yeah. Did did you
0: call any other game where you're like, "I'm gonna score this game and no, didn't score?" No, it? no, no. <laughs> What's with you guys, man? The same thing, Gar- <laughs> Garnsey says the same thing, calling his shots. That's unbelievable. I, I don't i don't recall one moment in my athletic career where I was able to call a shot.
1: I mean, I don't have good accuracy, so I didn't think I was aiming it in the right spot. It just but had to go But when you ahead.
0: got down for the faceoff, were you like, if I win this forward, I'm going to shoot? Yeah, 100%. You did, so yeah. you knew it and that's why he started laughing. Mm-hmm. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> now it all me you were like you got to be fucking shitting me. I just said I was going to score. Did you go over to Tuttle and like, "Hey, man." Yeah, we were cracking up. Unbelievable. We were cracking up. <laughs> yeah. And and so, you know, if you haven't, you got to listen to the mic'd up with Farrell and uh, he's just constantly laughing and celebrating and cheering. Probably probably celebrating harder than any other player on the field. Do you think that rubs off from football too?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think just so.
0: like celebrating every big moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Like loud. Yeah. And I believe my energy bring, like spreads around to other people. So if I'm happy I'm going I'm going crazy. Hopefully it spreads out around to my other teammates.
0: Yeah. Do you think it did this year?
1: Uh we didn't end how we uh we would like to, but I think we're gonna have a lot better season this year. Yeah. What yeah. do you think some of the struggles were all about? I think we just couldn't finish. We had so many close games we had what, what five one goal games? Right there. Yeah. Yeah, at one point you guys were
0: Either one in five or one in six and had the best goal differential yeah. in the
1: league. Insane. Yeah. And at both our wins were against uh, teams that were number one at that point. Yeah. And so what was the conversation like in the locker room? Was it just hey guys, it's they're gonna start falling or Yeah, we would just keep saying it's gonna come, it's gonna come, it's gonna come. And then at the end of the season it didn't come fast enough. But right. I think I think all the guys in the locker room I think they were ready to go this year. Yeah. A lot different. A little chrome back.
0: There you go. That's what. That's what. That's
1: what I was saying. Chromeback. Chromeback. Oh
0: yeah. I, I you know for the for the pun folks in the office <laughs> approved, Good. approved. Yeah. Clean. <laughs> 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 All right. So let's rewind a little bit more. Long Island University. A man that grew up in Long Island, played football, wrestled. You're doing jiu-jitsu now. We'll get to jiu-jitsu. that in a second. Um, so you you basically lose a bet that. Depending on how you frame it, the bet was in your favor because you kicked your buddy's ass. Uh, then you play lacrosse. Then you get drafted into a new professional lacrosse league by one of the most legendary coaches of all time, in Dom mm-hmm. Everyone, I remember being in Stanford, Connecticut at NBC Studios, and everyone was kind of like, well, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, his face off percentage was 84% or whatever it was. Wow. You know, like, who is this dude? And then you get to training camp, and you know, you are who you are today. Uh, what, was, what was your reaction when you were
1: drafted? I, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning for me. Yeah. So I got I like we fell had like seven-game yeah.
0: series of the NHL, yeah. and it got a late start, yeah.
1: I, like, fell asleep. So uh, Troy Ray, he called me because he was, like, volunteer coach for us at uh, L.A.U. that year. Did you and have I, an idea that you might get drafted? No, I had no idea. Wow. I didn't think so. Because I, I watched, like, the first round, and I saw Duke, like, Virginia. I'm like, oh, no way they're going to look at a D2 guy. So I, I, I'm like, all right. I guess I'll be on the uh, in the lizards. I yeah. guess I'll be playing for them. <laughs> and I got a phone call. I'm like, oh, I'm like, all but all right, you wanted cool. you wanted to play? Oh professional yeah. Lacrosse. yeah, yeah,
0: Do you think every senior that is having it, it has a you know a, a good senior year, a good campaign, so to speak? That they uh, and they look at that draft. It's, it's interesting. I mean, there's, there's uh, four rounds mm-hmm. of six picks. It's 24 picks. Yeah. But you were like, hey, I'm going to watch this thing and see if I can make And no one had said, hey, you're up no. on the draft board. But you well, well,
1: TK and Troy, they were like, oh, dude, you have a good chance. You have a good chance. So oh, so I'm like there's, no yeah. like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I the, didn't Like, know. the best players in the world are in this league. So I was like, there's no shot. And, and here we are. Yeah. So so when you found out in the morning? I found out. I woke up at like 2.30. I found out. And what did you think? I was like, oh, well, this is a pretty cool experience. I'm going to do it. I think I, I knew right there I was going to hop in the PLL because I wanted to go against the best. I didn't want to go against – I knew that, like, Greg, TK, and all of them were in that league, so I wanted to go against the best guys in the world. Yeah. So I picked that right away.
0: Yeah. And then you get to training camp and I – mean, Training
1: camp, I didn't think – I walked there. I saw the guys passing around. I'm like, I don't belong here. I'm like, there's no shot. They're whipping the ball. They're shooting around, stinging corners, like boom, boom, boom. I'm like, Dude, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm looking at, Even when I walked into the first game at Gillette, I looked up. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. We, we would get maybe five, 500 people at my games. Yeah. Not many. Yeah. So like going to the big crowds is like, wow, this is pretty freaking sick.
0: Yeah. And what did you think of uniforms?
1: Oh, I love them. Love them. Love the colors, too. You need to show off your pipes. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How would you weigh in the season? The season, I was like 250. And now you're? Now, now I'm uh, about 235, 240. That's a big cut. To wait. I'm getting down 225 by the season. 225 of the season. Yep.
0: And what's the thought process behind that?
1: I don't have to be big anymore. I'm not playing football. Um, so I'm not going against – there's no one in the field that has 400 pounds that I have to hit every single play. So I think I have to keep up with these guys. These guys are fast. Yeah. They're a lot smaller than football players except for, like, Miles. Miles is a freaking nature. He's a house. Yeah. But I just want to be faster, I think. Yeah. I think it'll work out in my uh, in my end.
0: And how did you cut so quickly? I, I, w- I watch your Instagram stories, and I know you're, like, pushing – Trucks and <laughs> like flipping
1: tires, but yeah. you're doing jiu too. Jiu jitsu, man. It's working.
0: What's up with that? How'd you get into that? It's like, so, uh, from your wrestling roots.
1: Yeah, I i was, I heard about it, but uh, a good buddy's dad told me that uh, he does it. He's a Suffolk cop, so he said this would be good and you lose weight fast and you also get to kick people's ass. Yeah, now, now I walk by, I walk down the road. I look at him, I'm like, I'll kick this guy's ass. Not even, I'm so confident when I walk by someone. It feels very Long Island to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that when I walk the streets of Long Island
0: is that I'm seeing other men and we're just all sizing each other up, seeing who could win in a fight. So that's actually what's going on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: what what's tell me tell me the 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 best
1: takedown and the worst takedown for you so far in jiu-jitsu? Well, I got all the takedowns from wrestling, so I don't. We haven't been really working on that. All we do is uh, a lot of like chokes, like arm bars, rear naked chokes, and all that. If lot, you don't tap, someone can ostensibly break yeah, your it out. knee. Yeah, pass that's what I do. I tap fast. I'm not taking any chances. Like, yeah, when they grab my knee. Take I we take should fast. write it into your contract. <laughs> no more jiu-jitsu. Tap fast. <laughs> <laughs> tap fast. No, no fucking jujitsu. <laughs> No, I I tap fast. But if someone grabs my knee, but I'm getting good now. I'm getting getting there. Yeah. It's fun. Losing a lot of weight. Going to take
0: a quick break in the action with Connor Farrell. This podcast is brought to you by our incredible friends, the presented by sponsors of the Premier Lacrosse League, Ticketmaster. Okay, if you're looking to attend a PLL game this summer, we are still on. We are still on and very on. So go to pltickets.com or open up your Ticketmaster app today to get them. And just like we did last week, I surprise called one of our ticket sales members and Brennan gave us a great pitch. I'm going to call the cell phone of our VP of ticket sales. Note that he will know it's me. So let's just ask for his best pitch. Mick Davis, you're on Unbuckled strap. Give us your best pitch this craziness subsides, I think that people are going to be looking for um, opportunities to gather and uh, some some really great sports action. I think that we offer both of those in a meaningful way. That's really good, Mick. Thank you so much. Everyone, give Mick a hand. That was Mick Davis. Now let's get back to Connor Farrell. <laughs> I was looking at your stats. Are you familiar with the Gordie Howe hat trick? Yeah. In the NHL? Yeah. You know, you, with your senior year, you, you guys played Merrimack and you guys won an OT and they were the eventual national champions. Yep. And you went some, was it 34 for 37 on the draws? 30 ground balls, one goal, one assist, but missing the Gordie Howe (laughs) hat trick. You can't fight in college. But you can fight in the PLL. You'll probably sacrifice your sportsman award in 2020.
1: I don't think I'll throw any punches. I think I'll go straight to like the arm bar or something like that. Wow, that would be wild. That would,
0: that would make SportsCenter. Yeah. If you arm bar a guy. <laughs> uh, we got to talk to uh, our officiating crew to know that they, that's when they should break that up. But, but you're also by the code. So assuming if you have me in an arm bar and I tap, you let go? I'll let go, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so how many goals are you going to score this year? Two last I only year. I had two last year. But you're faster. Going to be You're faster, working on your stick.
1: Working on my shots, too. So I want to get at least – want to get at least – I want to at least double it. I want to get at least four or five. Yeah.
0: We'll see. It's a big lift when a draw guy scores in there. Yeah.
1: It? Yeah. A lot of momentum goes up. Yeah. What do you think about the
0: draft class? This guy, TD Ireland.
1: He's very good. Like, I, I don't know him personally. Yeah. I just see his stats
0: and all that. He's pretty good. Do you have any, um, any technique around preparing for an opponent – Certain way to watch film. Yeah,
1: I, w- I watch a lot of film. I watch a lot of film. What do you look for? Just their, like, special movements, what they do, how they punch. Do they go down the line? Yeah. Do they throw the left hand too far? So I look at little key things like that.
0: What does Trevor Baptiste do?
1: He's good at getting over that ball and rotating really well. Like, his his hand speed is very fast, but he's good at pushing you off the ball and rotating, and especially after the face-off, too. Yeah. Like, say he doesn't win the clamp. He hops on you fast, and he holds the head right by his – hand, and he beats you with like that butt end, he's very good at that. Is that illegal? No, I don't think so. So he uses his stick to kind of like
0: jigsaw his way Mm -hmm. back in and try to revive the ball. What about ground balls? How important are ground balls?
1: Ground balls wins games.
0: Yeah. Well, you pick up 30. Do you practice ground balls? That's one of the things where kids ask, like, how do I practice a ground ball? Do you just roll them out there and pick them up? What do you do? I I I usually line up
1: like 10 ground balls. I line up 10 balls, and I slowly pick them up, bring it right to my chest, put it right back down on the line. I go through that maybe like five times. Yeah, so five sets of that, there and back. On your own? Yeah, on my own. What about wall ball? Wall ball, do about thirty minutes, thirty minutes a day, something. Thirty like that. minutes, just passing. Yeah, just passing. Right-handed? Or you go. I don't, ha- I don't have to go behind the back, are they? I just need my right and the left. That's all I need. So you work on your left? Yeah, yeah. I had a lefty goal this year. That's right. I was, I was. I mean, you. you I was aiming bottom right. It, it went top left. Yeah, <laughs>
0: just spiked the ground. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take those. Yeah, if it goes all in,
1: day. if it goes
0: in. And what about, so, so parlaying skill on field to social media, that's been new for you? Oh, yeah. And your audience has mm-hmm. grown
1: up. I had like 1,300 followers in college. And now you have 15,000. Yeah, insane. <laughs> so what are you doing with it? You guys blew me up.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Everyone loves you. The I think milk, my, my long hair and the, the milk blew it. you up. You guys blew me up. You, the social media team is unreal. I think your avatar on Instagram should just be a glass of milk or the <laughs> milk emoji. I think I might have to change that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, other, uh, what other sports drinks
1: huh? do you consume? Gatorade. Yeah. Um, big uh, instant breakfast guy. You know what that is? No. Is that oatmeal? No, it's like a chocolate shake that you – instead of breakfast, you just chug that down. Yeah. But it's not a protein shake. Talk about more of your protein nutrition. Shake.
0: I never had protein shakes. What's up with more of your nutrition? What are you doing? Like, what are you eating?
1: Eat a lot of steak. So you're a lot carnivore. Of oh, yeah. Vegetables. Like, I, I didn't like vegetables when I was younger. I'm starting to get into – I got into it now. I love spinach. Spinach is my is – my Vegetables shit. are important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at you. Good, good you nutrients. Like good fiber. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? I love Insignia. What With is Signia. that? It's a nice big steakhouse. Yeah. Really good. So you're just tracking the steak. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you ever going to leave Long Island? Uh, this weather in Cali's
1: nice, man. Yeah, it is. I, mean, I had to come hang out here. Well, we got you here because of Vineyard Vines. Yeah, dude, that was unreal.
0: They So they, you're, you're a brand ambassador for Vineyard Vines. They bring you out here, and they put mm-hmm. you in a
1: hu- house right on the beach. Right on the beach.
0: And then what were you guys doing,
1: filming all day? Yeah, filming all day, We did a bunch of photo shoots at uh, this graffiti wall. Went over to the beach, to play a little, just throwing passes and stuff, yeah. taking pictures of that. It was really cool. They treated us like gold. They took out a nice big steakhouse again last night. Oh, so you night. had steak? Nice ribeye.
0: How did that relationship come about? I know we have a, a league deal with yeah. Vineyard Vines, but boom, all of a sudden. It was happened,
1: at, happened at the Albany game. I, uh, they, they went to the Albany game. I think it was the uh, Chaos versus, I forget who, Chaos yeah. versus someone Yeah, in Albany. And then I met them, shook their hand. Well, that, that team in Albany was Atlas. No, it was no, that. No. It was you. Yeah. <laughs> and we won. <laughs> but I shook their hand. And they, they they started shaking their hand because you know my dad always told me to shake a man's hand hard. Hard. So so they looked at me. they were like, oh god, you fucking broke my hand. You don't.
0: You don't. You don't. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's how hard. I shake everyone's hand. It, no matter what, let's do yeah. it again. But do you, So do you think I'm soft because I'm not doing no, that to you? No, I get in there fast before you could do it. it. See, so it's a Long Island thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love Me and my brother have been doing it forever. So you whack their hand, and then they're like, all right. And right after that, they, they gave me their business card right away. Boom. Contact us.
1: Handshake to brand ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> That's I never wore that stuff before, but it's comfy. I'm wearing a shirt right now.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> Drink milk, shake hands hard, get an endorsement. <laughs> What about the equipment side? Do you have an equipment endorsement yet? Not yet. Hopefully soon. What do we got
1: going on here? Talking with uh, Wolf and Epic right now. What head did you use this year? I was between the Dual and the uh, ECD one. Yeah, I was mixing it up every once well, in a while. Dual and ECD too. You know what are we doing? There we got face off guys. I want to. I want to build my own oh, thing. Oh. Maybe true. I want to make my own head one day. You do. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're a plastic scientist? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'll, I'll be the guy testing it out. They can, they can make it. They can they do, I'll test it out for them. They need I'll to let them know build, if I like it.
0: They need to build a plastic head that can withstand the handshake power <laughs> of Thor. <laughs> that, we should actually get a head in here and see if you can squeeze the sidewalls <laughs> together because I'll tell you, that was a hard handshake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so 2020. You guys are, are ready to go. The Chromebacks. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you personally as, a, as, as a, a set of goals? What are you looking to accomplish heading into training camp,
1: week one, and into the season? Well, every season I want to be the best. So my goal is to— Period. No trailing yeah. D2. No. The best. Nope. I want to be the best. And how so you I'm training that? to be the best. Yeah. Best percentage and get your team the ball and obviously our team to win. I want the championship first. I'd rather, I'd rather be the last percentage in the league and win the championship than be the first and last.
0: I hear you on that. Let me explain my thought, though. Is that there's there's too much chatter, and there has been in sports for uh, decades, almost a generation that uh, team has to go before player. But if you have shitty players, if your player, if your face off athlete is taking draws at the worst clip in the league, you're probably not going to win a championship. <laughs> people people try to create championships and individual. Performance as mutually exclusive topics, and the reality is they're mutually inclusive. So I appreciate you saying that because I know you're a team
1: guy. Mm -hmm. But
0: you know, you've got to you've got (laughs) to kick ass for the Chrome to win a championship.
1: Exactly. Trust me, I will. All right. Well, dude, how was the Super Bowl? I was so jealous.
0: Super Bowl was great. I I saw that. I was like, oh my god. You would have enjoyed it more than me
1: because you're a football guy. Huge football guy.
0: Yeah, it was great. I mean, we were there with Gatorade. And uh, got to spend time with Peyton Manning. Got to spend time with Get Usain here. Bolt. Yeah, other uh, you don't follow me. I saw Usain huh? Bolt in uh, you, you Japan. Don't, you don't follow me. You don't follow my Instagram stories. <laughs> I do. What are
1: you talking about? Uh, yeah. I saw Usain Bolt. Just in news uh... to you. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Usain Bolt in Japan. Yeah. yeah oh, I at, remember that. You guys were in cl- Japan. Yeah. He was at the same club as us. How was that experience? Unreal. I like. I never had the urge to go over there. But once I got, I can't wait to go back. Hopefully, they uh, invite me back next year for that game. Yeah, it was really cool.
0: We're looking to grow on that property. So last year we did essentially an ex- exhibition with World Cross, yeah. uh, which hosted us, and we we sent our media team and a lot of the top players over there to play in a tournament. I would like to build that tournament out and professionalize it further for next season's oh, off yeah. season, next year's off season, I should say, and uh, or this year's off season. And eh, it's getting late, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And and so ideally send two teams over, and then play two Japanese teams and do a round
1: robin and a championship. be sick. Make sure I'm on that list. Why did you love it so much? It was just, the culture was so different. Like they were so disciplined. Like here, you look around, there's litter all over the floor, and there's no garbage cans on the side of the roads. Yeah. I didn't see one piece of litter. It was re- it was really unbelievable. Beautiful, clean, beautiful, city. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. Yep, great hosts.
1: Yeah, really. Yeah, they really were. It was a cool experience. <laughs> The, they're better than I expected too. They're fast. Yeah. They just run around the defenseman.
0: Yep. When I think of the culture of Japan, when it comes to sports and, and across industries, honestly, footwear, apparel, manufacturing, it, it is a culture of artisans. You know, their their attention to detail, yeah. their specialty, their stylistic mm-hmm. uh, nature makes it, I think, a, a very welcoming atmosphere for a sport like lacrosse. It is a great hybrid of contact endurance and style. Oh, yeah. All of our sticks are unique. Mm-hmm. Everyone strings their stick their own way. Do you string your own stick?
1: <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. Who strings your sticks? My uh, best friend Michael Sophia. The guy that you
0: slammed in 11 seconds? No,
1: no, no, That was my roommate. Uh, that's, Who so strings your sticks? He's not your best friend.
0: He was, he was my roommate. He's, he's your roommate.
1: I have a best friend. I have a couple of best friends. How many best friends do you have, man? You like three have or four. One. Like it's like three or four. Uh,
0: what the fuck? <laughs>
1: you can only have one. Can't pick. <laughs> uh, they're all been around for so long. I Can't
0: pick. <laughs> I used to string my sticks. Uh, religiously, and then I got to a place my junior year in college where there was a guru on our team that strung everyone's sticks so well, and a thought just registered where it was like, okay, Paul, put your ego aside. Uh, You can string a stick. Um, You don't have to string your stick, certainly if there's someone who can do a better job because if you have a stick that your mind connects with directly on a one-to-one basis and you see an opportunity and because you're confident in that pocket – and that helps your technique physically be more consistent, you should take it 10 out of 10. So I started outsourcing thereafter. Mm -hmm. I strung a little bit in pro because, uh, probably my first or second year because I parted ways with that teammate in college, and then I ran an Instagram campaign, I remember this, like it was yesterday, where I had an idea, let me give away a couple of sticks to uh some stringers who want to participate in a contest mm-hmm. they keep one of my sticks and they string the other and send it back and i identified like the top five stringers based on instagram really? accounts they <laughs> sent them back they're all fantastic i picked the one i like the most i've been working with the guy I ever since get out of here uh, how old is
1: he he's
0: in college now oh
1: so he he's been, what he was like in high school he was in and high was school
0: get out of here. a lot of these wonderful stringers are are like middle school and high school kids
1: yeah my buddy mike's been doing mine for eight nine years yeah i have no idea how to string a stick
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually common, I think, at the pro level. Is you you find something you like. Yeah. There's superstition in
1: pro sports. Mm-hmm. So once something's oh, yeah. working, you I'm don't so change. I'm so superstitious.
0: Yeah. What else are you superstitious about?
1: Before games, I had to play one game of Madden every single, before every game.
0: What if you don't have time?
1: Download it on my uh, phone.
0: And you're playing on your phone? Yep. And I
1: I have to delete it and then re-download it. What I if Joe White's
0: it. like, hey, man, you're on your phone. Are you texting? Are
1: you like, this is superstitious? Uh, no, I'll do it right when I wake up. I wake up early, so I, I do it right when I wake up. Oh. So you have to play a game of Madden. I have to play a game of Madden on my phone. If I'm home, then I play it on my Xbox. Where
0: does that come from?
1: I don't know. I did that once before a football game and I like I did really well and I kept doing it for, I did it for lacrosse too and I played very good my senior so I was like I got to keep doing this. What happens
0: if you don't have a good game and you played Madden and you're like, "Ah, fuck it. That was just a exception." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's so that's a superstition. You have other superstitions? Um
1: I think that's it.
0: So, so you're a gamer. Yeah. You you gamed against Hartzell, kicked his ass in five to one. And Hartzell was in here saying he was
1: talking a lot of shit.
0: He was talking a lot. He was like, "There's no fucking way, yeah, Milkman's gonna beat me in NHL." (laughs) He told he I have it on text. He said he was gonna win ten to nothing. So and then the bet had
1: milk. Yep. And you, the winner got to pour milk over the loser's head. And you and he also won. I mean, he because I beat him. He wore a chrome jersey. He wore a chrome jersey.
0: So he wore a chrome jersey. He was
1: talking shit the whole time while I was pouring milk over his head. Were but. you
0: going to wear an Atlas jersey? Yeah,
1: but I knew I was going to lose.
0: You just knew you weren't. <laughs> he probably had no idea that you played Madden before every game. Yeah. I, EA Sports, the skills are transferable.
1: Mm-hmm. I was telling him I haven't played for a while. I play all the time.
0: And we recorded the whole thing, so yeah. it's probably going to be out by the time <laughs> we push this podcast anyway. Wow. So that that he'll, he won't hear the end of that one. That'll yep. be in, in the group chat for oh, Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's going to also want to come across the wing when we play you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which week that's going to be. We're going to play you twice. Yep. And he's going to try to jiu jitsu your ass. <laughs> and then maybe you get the Gordy Howe hat trick because you score a goal, get an assist, and fight Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yep. You guys love each other. You yeah,
1: fight I love him. Ever since the Japan trip, we got really close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Your stories are great. <laughs>
0: That's it for today's show. Another big shout-out to Connor Farrell, the Milkman, for joining us here on Unbuckled Chinstrap. I'm excited to see him play this summer with Chrome. They've had a big offseason just this past week with a nice entry draft and the college draft forthcoming. I'm looking forward to suiting up against them. Now, until then, make sure you follow Connor on Instagram. His handle is not at Milkman. It is at ConnorFarrell25. Two N's, two R's, two L's. Connor Farrell, 25. Be a part of his fast-growing audience. And a quick note on this show, we're going to continue to drop new episodes each week. We have guests banked, but make sure that you practice the proper health and safety at home as we are doing here. I'm actually recording this from my apartment here in LA with our mobile podcasting kit. So Godspeed to all of you. Make sure you subscribe, give us five stars, and leave a review. I'll talk with each of you soon.